Who are your friends? Who do you speak to about love, life and everything else that entails? I'm Jen Saderholm and I'm 40-something. And this is my friend Kirsty Fitzpatrick. She's 20-something. Despite or maybe in fact of our 20-year age gap, we've come to seek each other out for advice and feedback. We're more connected than you'd think. And that is why we've started this podcast, 2040, celebrating friendship across generations. 2040 Season 2 Podcast 16. And this is all about work life. I was doing some training yesterday and part of what I was doing in this particular training was talking about how we introduce each other. And I had just watched Bridget Jones again. And do you remember the scene in that where she's introducing Mark Darcy to someone and she's saying, this is Mark Darcy, he's an international barrister and this is whoever it is on the other side. And she's anyway, and then he says, and this is Bridget Jones, she played naked in my paddling pool. Mm. And we preface people with an introduction that's appropriate to them. I was saying about how in interviewing when I have people come into the studio, part of the research and preparation is that you're looking into what their jobs are, what their research is, so you have a background. So I can say, this is Kirsty Fitzpatrick. She's a journalist and she reads the news. I won't go into all your platform, etc. Uh, we've been friends for about two years now. We have a podcast together, 2040, which is about, and, and you do the whole sure. bio, right? And sure. it bolsters the person up, shows that you've put some effort into their background. I realised that... My three oldest friends, one is an audiologist, one is a linguist, and the third works for a hat company. So there's three brief descriptions. Hmm. My audiologist friend has been my friend since I was four, and we actually went to uni together Mm -hmm. where she went on to get additional training to become the audiologist. But I don't know what she really does. Mm -hmm. I know audiology has something to do with hearing, but day-to-day her work life, I haven't got the foggiest. Sure. And when we catch up. I'll say how's work and she'll say it's good and I don't get a lot more than that. So a while ago when we did catch up, I said to her, look, tell me about what work is. I I don't really know what you do and I feel bad because we don't flesh out work. We talk about gossip. We talk about girlfriend Mm -hmm. stuff, families, kids, people we know. We don't talk a lot about work, which Mm -hmm. is different to you and I, Kirsty, because Mm -hmm. work was the foundation of where we Mm -hmm. met and I tend to in radio, if someone else works in radio, we talk about it obsessively but but that's it we also understand each other's work life because we do similar things right so I had the most delicious conversation with her where she told me what work was like for her she teaches at Macquarie University as well she told me some very funny stories about removing bus tickets from people's ears stuff like that wow I know I know and I knew none of this and initially she's sort of been like I don't really want to know and I was like no I actually would like to know what you do for a living Mm -hmm. what's your day to day exactly right and then I realized that the same was true for other girlfriends and even in my life right now my closest girlfriends I can tell you what their job is but I don't know what their day-to-day role is and I have a very strong suspicion they've got no idea what I do anyway so I went home and I was telling my husband all about how good I was to have asked my girlfriend about work and get a gist of her career and he's like no that's not right for us guys do things differently he said I in fact had a chat with my best friend today and all we did was talk about jobs and I seek advice and I know exactly what he does and he knows exactly what I'm doing and that is our conversations now they don't work in the same field so it's not like a radio networking thing but I realized that maybe this is a woman thing and that one of the things that we don't do is unless we work in the same professional field where we really truly do know what each other does, we don't 
do that whole house work. So tell me about what you do at work. Tell me about your role. Whereas guys do. That is a fundamental reason why my husband picked up the phone to his bestie. So I just want to ask you the question of, for people who are your friends who are not working in a similar field to you, do you think they know what you do for a living? And do you feel like you know what they do for a living? This is tricky because a lot of my good friends work in media. And doesn't it get like that? So it does. There's a, f- there's a handful of people that I'm thinking of. I think most of my friends outside of media know what I do. Because I work in television, sometimes they'll see me on TV. So they'll be like, oh, well, we know that you do that. I don't think that they know my day-to-day at all. Even with mum and dad, sometimes I have to kind of explain my day-to-day a little bit about how we're based in Canberra, but sometimes we do news for these areas. And even though this news airs in Newcastle, I'm not in Newcastle, I'm based in Canberra and all that sort of thing. I think friends that don't work in media know what I do, as in what my role is. I don't think they know what my day-to-day is, no. Funnily enough, I've never really been asked what my day-to-day is. Even from people that do work in media, I don't think they've ever sat down and said, talk me through what your workday is. I explained to a friend of mine, Eddie, who also works in the media, just the other day, I get into work at this time, I've got an hour I'm doing this, I've got an hour where I'm then in the studio doing this, I've got then got to be back out at this time, I've got about this amount of time to get my normal job done and then I'm back in doing this at this time. And he was sort of like, oh, wow, okay. And it was, aside from my partner or mum and dad, that's the first time I've actually explained my day-to-day, like I get in at this time, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I go home to, to anybody other than my partner or mum and dad. So this is a really timely conversation. Because that's exactly the same for me. The only people who, beyond the superficial, how's your day good, is my partner. Yeah, all Mom the people and, that you you work with. But even that right now, because I'm doing so much for myself. Mm, okay, good point. No one has any idea really what I'm doing. And it's come to light several times lately where I feel that it, it's like when you work in breakfast radio, people think you walk in, do breakfast radio for three hours and then you go home. That's right. And that's the picture that's painted in people's mind who see you. And I'm sure for television it's the same. They probably think you walk in, <laughs> in one of the desks, read the news and then go home okay. after that. So, um, and, and some people do that. I know a former breakfast radio announcer that would get in at whatever time and walk out the door at 9 o'clock when the shift was over. But most don't. Sure. And I think it's really important for the people that we care about that we actually get a picture of their workday. I want to go back to what you asked me about, do you know about your friend's work day? Because there's a group of girlfriends, one's a journalist, one's a radio announcer, one's an EA and one's an auditor. And I've sat down with Jess, who's an auditor, and I've spoken to her to get an idea of what is it exactly that you do? What do you audit? Sometimes it's tricky because she'll audit government departments or organisations and there's it might be an intelligence organisation and so there's limits on how much information they can provide us. Most interestingly, she recently told me that she works with somebody, well, wasn't her doing, but someone that she knows in her department, or potentially I'm not sure, was the auditor who was in charge of doing all the sports grants auditing, which obviously then uncovered what is now known as the sports fraud scandal, where the government is alleged to have, well, has been found to have given money to sporting organisations in the electorates where they needed votes ahead of 
the last year's election. There was an auditor that she's friends with that was in charge of all of that. I find what she does incredibly interesting. And as I said, I've sort of spoken to her to try to find out exactly what it is. But but I still, I still, I, you know what, I'll need to go and ask her more. I'll need to go and next time I see her be like, tell me exactly everything that you do as to as much of your ability as you can. Even my friend Elise, who's an EA, it's, I think you assume you kind of understand what a day in the life of is for somebody that does that kind of role. But I don't know. I don't know what it's like when she gets into work every day. I don't know if there's a routine or that sort of thing. Another friend of ours who's a radio announcer, Gemma, you hear her on air, so you assume, well, that's what you do. Mm. You're on air. You do your prep and you do what you need to do and you're on air for however many hours a day. And But I don't know how much prep goes into that. So it's a really good question. And to the same extent as I think most people probably don't know what my day-to-day is, I wouldn't know theirs either. No, but... I had never thought about the fact that for my partner, I'm not saying all men are like this, but that crux of the reason why he'll call his best friend is to discuss a work matter and then they'll talk about work extensively. And yes, I know that that friend will be like, how's Jen? How's the kids? How's things going? But the crux of the conversation is the work conversation. So they really debrief extensively over that. I'm trying to think if my partner's the same and there's two things that come to me. My partner's a, a builder and a joiner and yesterday he opened the front door of our house and he looked at it and then he opened it from the inside and looked at it and he looked at me like with a big smile on his face and he's like, these door handles, they were those ones that really got me the other day. He was obviously trying to put door handles on a door at a job and he said they're so tricky and he's like, they look so easy and they do like the simplest purpose. You know, you pull down the handle, it unclips the hinge and opens the door. He said they're the most tricky, annoying things to do and I was like, oh really? And he said, yeah. He said, I called so many people to like talk me through it. It's such a tricky thing to do and I was like, oh, wow, like he's called a lot of his mates to try and find out if they have a better idea or easy idea for him to do it. He's got another friend who was doing some youth work with younger people. So it was kind of like the the at-home care stuff. So they would go and stay with them and spend the night and whatever and just make sure that they were eating properly and doing homework or whatever and going to bed on time. And they were just kind of there if they needed anyone. And my partner had spoken to them a few times about job opportunities, doing similar sorts of things if they need them. And those conversations have been around that. Matt's reached out to a few people about some youth worker type roles. He's just interested in learning more about that. So it's really interesting actually that you say your husband goes to speak to friends about work situations because I think my partner does too. But if my partner was to catch up with a friend of his, they wouldn't sit down and talk about the ins and outs of what they do at work. But he will seek advice from his friends that do similar things about work. Well, I would say that 99.9% of a conversation when I would catch up with a friend would have nothing to do with work. So the first thing would be about something probably personal. Mm, Okay. What about if there was someone that either was at your workplace or did the similar sort of thing that you do? See, this is also relevant with you because Mm. we had a chat a couple of weeks ago and you were telling me some of the things that you're doing at work behind the scenes and it actually kind of went over my head. I'm going to be honest because Mm. I sat there and I thought I must remember to come back and do the same thing with you where you tell me about your day because I just feel like you feel validated for your time when you feel like your mates are across what your regular week entails and what your role entails. It's nice for them to take an interest and to know that. Mm. And it's also important because we as women don't network 
each other mm-hmm. like men do. So men will be like, oh, this is my mate and he's uh, involved in this business. In fact, if you ever need advice and that, 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 that'll be something they'll do as an introduction. But if I was out with you somewhere, Kirsty, I would be like, oh, this is my friend Kirsty. We do a podcast together. But I probably wouldn't be like, she's an excellent journalist. If you ever need a journalist, you should. Yes, of course. I would never do that. No. Yeah, and, that's and it's right. a totally different dialogue. And I'm, anyway, this week I had, for the first time in my life, I had someone say, I want you to do some business for me and I need you to provide a quota of services. Wow. Now, this is full on for me. And I put together in my head what I thought was the amount and discussed it with partner because that's the person who I discussed these things with. And he said, that is not even a good ballpark figure. And he said, who can you discuss with this about this? Can you discuss with this male mentor? Man, 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 man. Anyway, Hmm. I ended up ringing the only girlfriend I know who I could have actually asked this question to. And this was incredible. Why why her? Why why was she the only one? Again, because she has worked in with the group who I was preparing the amount for. And I thought that would be constructive. Sure. And right from the outset, and this was incredible. I'm so glad she called me back because initially I didn't get through to her and I thought I'll just go ring man, mentor, etc. But she called me back and she said to me, I don't even know what figure you're going to say to me, but she said, I know you and you need to triple it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first thing she said to me in that conversation. And I've never had that conversation with a woman before. So I feel like we as women are not spruiking each other's work This is a whole new topic of conversation, but I've been in a position before where I've done the same thing, where somebody has said, we want you to do this, and I've said, no problem, but I'd like to be paid for it, and they've come back and said, oh, that's not really what we do, or that's not really what we offer, or the figure that I've said, they say, oh, unfortunately, we're sort of thinking less than half of that figure, that's what's come back to me. And I... It's so hard to go, this is what I'm worth and have mm. everyone say. And and you know where I did the research? I got advice from you and I got advice from somebody else who'd actually done, had spoken to the same people about doing this sort of work and they had literally come to the party with her request and she said to me, and you'd said to me, work it out and, and it should be like no lower than this and the other person that I reached out to had said a similar thing and they said, don't go for less than this. This company should not be taking anything less than this, let alone free, which is what I'd been doing previously. Mm. For myself, it was for myself. I'd reached out to them initially, it was for myself, but... They, yeah, they came back and said, we can't do that. And I have to say, I even with listening to you say all of that right now, it still, my worth, my worth is less than what I'm worth. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I have a value on myself that I'm still trying to work out. And in our world, women are paid less. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I really feel like, it should be more about, yes, we are more emotive. Yes, we'll talk family and gossip and catch up and whatever. But I really want to be more across my girlfriend's work lives mm. so that I can promote them mm-hmm. when an opportunity presents themselves rather mm-hmm. than not because I just don't even really know what they do for yeah, a living. that's true. And I just don't feel like in a man's world that their conversations are different and therefore they can spruik each other towards getting other opportunities because they they know what each other's doing better. 
So I know this is a really roundabout conversation, but it, I had never thought about the fact that how we speak on a day-to-day level is perhaps also holding us back in a bizarre way. Mm. Mm, I see what you mean. And times are changing and we are more respected in our workplaces and able to compete. But with you today, I mean, we did work side by side and in that situation I knew exactly what you were doing in the day, but right now I don't. Mm. Like I know, again, what I would see on the news there, I know what you're like in terms of prep, but I am interested to know what you do behind the scenes because you just never know if if I know this information, someone else might say, hey, I'm trying to work out how to do this and this and this and or I'm looking for someone with these skills and I can say, oh, actually, I happen to know my Mm. friend Kirsty has those skills. And it even comes down to your working hours as well. My working hours are not the standard nine till five and some people would think that my working hours are all the way up to 11.30 or something like that because that's when our last, one of our last recordings goes to air. So it even comes down to something as simple as that and therefore saying to someone if you want to catch them this is when they're most free you know mm. get them at this day is their day off or between this time and this time when they're free in the morning or this time and this time when they might be free at night time even that is helpful and that's really relevant too because we were just talking off air about a mutual friend of ours who I text at 5am in the morning when they're at work and I'm at work and they're the only person I can do that to because we both yeah, know we can right. actually have a chat at 5am whereas there are people when you are at work that you feel should know you're at work and are busy at a certain time but yeah. they always contact you at specific times and like where are you and yeah. you're like do you not know that I'm working right now? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So all of that is relevant. And I also feel like that we don't like to blow our own trumpets and say, hey, we're good professionally at this, this and this and this and this is why we don't sometimes have our conversation with the girlfriends. We mm-hmm. talk about other things that that we also need to debrief on, but we should be selling ourselves mm-hmm. to each other so that we know what we're doing. Maybe we need to do a bit of a day in the life off. Maybe we can we can do that. Find some people or encourage some people to sit with us and do a day in the life. That's a really good idea. Mm. Every time I've done this with my girlfriends and like with the bus ticket in the year or whatever, people have the most amazing stories. They do. That are part of their everyday work life that they probably, and people don't think they're interesting because that's just work. That's Mm. what they do for a living, but they're remarkable to hear. Mm -hmm. I just also hark back to something you were talking about, a friend of yours opening up about work and talking about the interaction between volunteers who work with her and her own professional role and the balance of those. And again, sometimes when you look at a person, you know, doing their professional role, you don't realise some of those really difficult balls they're juggling in the air. Mm -hmm. And it can be nice to not only have your partner to debrief on these, but perhaps even have a girlfriend who'll listen and hear that. That friend of mine, Bridie, who's a firefighter, is is probably one of the friends that I could tell you her day in, day out, or, or her, her maybe more her week in, week out. When we caught up recently, there was sort of a group of about five of us. And I think all of us were just so engrossed in her in her work life because I think it's 24 hours on, 24 hours off, 24 hours on, then like four days off or five days off. I think all of our first thoughts were, oh, four days off, that's brilliant. Who wouldn't love that? But she works 24 hours a day. She is nonstop for an entire day has an entire day off, then works in another 24 hours, an entire 24 hours. And yes, they can sleep if they need to. But a firefighter, when there's fires like there have been, she said she worked 21 hours one day, like nonstop in a physical job In a, when there's heat, flames, embers, everything pouring down on you. I could never imagine myself doing that. And my thoughts immediately like, when did she pee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Do you know what I mean? And they're the things I'd like to know. Yeah. And maybe that's the harsh reality. It comes down to your interest in what somebody else does as, as to how much you might want to know about it. But I was deeply interested in tell me your day, tell me what you do, tell me how this works. And I found it incredibly interesting and eye-opening. But I think that every job has things that you'll sit there and go, oh my God. So my girlfriend works in early childcare, right? And she said to me at one point, she changes like 20 odd nappies a day. And I was like, oh, wow. I know. You think about think, think I know you sit there and think they go to work you don't think about the fact that part of their day is that they're going to change 20 nappies sure I feel like there's so much more to know and hear about these things and on top of that if a person's not working in their ideal profession it'd be really nice to have the information from your girlfriends about what they'd like to do that's true that's true so, what their goals are. I think we might do a bit of a day in the life. I mm. think I think maybe watch this space and we might work something else out there. We'd love to hear everyone else's day in the life too. I would. I would love to be just have that breakdown of this is what I do across my day. And then for people who are like me who are trying to managing manage kids as well. So sure. this week I've had sick kids and I have a really vivid recollection that I had my son and I was trying to write an article and I was trying to get it done and my son was standing at the table and he was telling me about the dream, a dream he'd had. I wish I could now remember what it was because he has these kick-ass dreams with, that are so esoteric and I'm writing and then he's getting into the dream and I'm thinking, where does all of this imagination come from? This is mind-blowing, this dream. Wow. And I focused on that rather than the mm-hmm. work I was trying to do. But managing around your home responsibilities while you're working at home and still trying to be part of the family and, oh. whole other ball game. It is. It's, it is a whole other ball game. So I had not realised how little perhaps I, one, understand what my girlfriends are doing for a living and, two, spruik it. Yeah, definitely. I'm the same. And so I felt like this was a really important conversation to bring up to maybe just have some of us think, oh, maybe we could have a day where we really get to know what each other does and listen. Just on this before we wrap up, there was an article on mamamia.com the other day or Mamma Mia, the website the other day, and there was something like 30 women and it was like the fashion that they wear to work and it was all about the clothes that they wear to work if they have a dress code. So, for example, if there were nurses or people that might work in a hospital, they might have been in their scrubs and be taking a photo saying this is what I have to wear. And other people were maybe a school teacher and so it was taking a snap of what they want to wear, whether or not they you have to wear enclosed toe shoes, all that sort of thing. And there was one that really struck me in fact there was a few that struck me a lot of them were sort of listed as corporate and I was like oh corporate that could be anything like I wonder what that is do you work in an office are you a lawyer what does we do work in some sort of big management firm what do you do and I read one of the ladies and she'd said in it that her day consisted of it was corporate I wasn't paying attention to what she's wearing. I was far more interested in what she did for a living. And it was very vague. It said something like, I often have meetings. I then might be in the boardroom. I'll then be out with clients. And a lot of my job also involves working with the media and the ministers. And I was like, 
That's interesting. Ministers. Like, okay, so you must work for government, but what do you do in government? Do you work alongside ministers? Is it federal? Is it state government? What is it that you do? I mean, obviously, I'm a journalist. That sparks my interest in (laughs) this could be a good contact. But more to the point, I wanted to know more about what she did. Mm. I, I wish that there was more information about this is actually what I do. I wish with the picture of the school teacher or the childcare worker that was there, it said, I never wear white to work because I have to change nappies 20 times a day. And mm. so that's a really bad combination. I wish there was more to it than that. And it's funny that having just seen those kind of pictures, I mean, it was, it was a great article for its purposes, but having seen that, it's triggered my memories to all these little things that I read about these women that I don't know and haven't met because it was about their clothing. And I've gone, mm, I want to more about what they do for a job. On that note, my morning job, we're a panel and the first hour is mellow, like it follows a consistent form. The rest of the morning is chaos. So the first hour I have the flexibility to monitor, but I don't have to pay huge focused attention. So I do yoga at work. Oh, I love that. And here... I I didn't know that. No, and (laughs) obviously everybody at work knows it because if you saw me when I leave work... And I'm doing a professional role in a workplace, but I come out and I'm full yoga gen. Yeah. And I look like I have just come from a session because I've got the mat and the weights and everything. But yet that's not what I'm doing at work. It just happens to be something that I do while I'm there in that space of time where I can to get myself going in the morning. I find it really healthy and mind clearing, etc. Work is embraced and it's running joke that yoga gen is in the building. But if you saw me... When I walked out of my workplace at 9 o'clock in the morning, and this is the other thing, like I finish work at 9am, you'd be like, well, Jed's been to the gym. Yeah. So all of these things make up part of our work life. Well, even then, if you saw me when I walked into work, I would look like a different person to when I walk out of work at the end of the day. Mm. Wearing different clothes, face is completely different, hair's completely different. Every single day I walk into work looking one way and every single day I come out at the end of the day, I could be a totally different person. See, I think that's fascinating. Mm. It's so interesting. Why would I do my hair and put makeup on when I have to do that at work for an hour every day? What's the point of putting any makeup on or doing anything to my hair when I walk to work if that is part of my day where I have to do that at work? There's so much mileage in this conversation Mm. and so much interesting information that we could get. And the bizarre thing is we are journalists, interviewers, etc. So we find it out about random strangers but don't know some of it about our closest friends. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, there's food for thought and I seriously would love to know what a day in the life for you is. Mm-hmm. We're going to investigate this further. I reckon we should bring some people in to have a discussion on this at a later date. Uh, you can contact us at 20-40 at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well. Some interesting thoughts about work. That wraps up another episode of 2040, podcast celebrating friendship across generations. You can contact Kirsty or I via our 20-40 Facebook page or email 20-40, that's all written at gmail.com. We'd love your feedback, thoughts, questions and ideas for future podcasts. Thank you for listening.